Hello everyone, welcome to another horrific game. Uh, good morning, I know we were up a bit earlier uh, on the stream, but I thought I'd give this a bash. So this is a wee bit different. This is, uh, if you remember my unboxing, Alone Against the Flames, which it's a solo adventure for Call of Cthulhu. The idea is that you go through this, uh, it takes you through the mechanics. Now, I don't know how entertaining this is going to be. Um, let me switch to this. I've also got the PDF up. Don't know how that's going to work, to be honest. So, kind of fit in a, oh, hang on. This is where things might get a wee bit. Ah, there we go. Right, okay, so. Um, basically, the idea is this is like a choose your own adventure. So, start here. And uh, as you can see down the bottom, you read a bit, you go to the page, and then depending on how your character does, you then uh, flip back and forward, you know, through the book. Now, I don't know if it's going to be easier flipping back and forth through this or using the PDF, because uh, while it says go to page 63, um, it doesn't correspond. What are we going to do with this, mate? God, I'm hardly... Uh, if I had to put um, the page numbers, this would be a lot easier. You know, go to C263, page, blah, 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 doink, that would be faster. Um, <clears throat> probably faster me flicking through the book. One of us cars saying, hang on, hang on, right. Yes, I'm doing this live, I'm figuring it out, but the purpose of this is it's a new, uh, new game system, 7th edition. Um, I haven't played Call of Cthulhu in years. I've never DM'd it. So, with that respect, I'm learning here how to go through this in the best way. What I want to do is get a group of people together, like I said, um, approach some folks that are interested. Um, we'll do the character creation maybe mid-December and then start a campaign in January. See how it goes, how people's uh, schedules, etc. work out. So this is me, busy and noob, going through this book and figure out how to play it <laughs> if you find that interesting cool if not sorry but uh may as well make best use of time while i'm doing this here sometimes you learn better by doing and i could sit and read this to the cows come home but i'm never going to figure it out until i actually start trying to go through the mechanics and that's the best way so may as well make a video doing it you can have a laugh at me um being a derp what i'm thinking is i might use a combination of these two so let's go to page, or sorry, go to 263. Done. Just as an example, that's page 54. Oh, right, that doesn't work. So the PDF version only has 50 pages. That's fantastic. Yeah, this doesn't even remotely. So what's that? That's page 47, 48 minus 10. Go up, right. That's bloody annoying. Right, okay, let's. 
do you know what? We'll use a we'll use a PDF and I'll kind of scroll through it. It's the same as me going through this book, but you'll be able to see how this works. How's that sound? Nobody that's awake yet or thinking on a Sunday morning when why somebody just playing games. Right. Okay. What we'll do is we'll set this to the side. I have book two, the rules, which uh, as we go through this game, the whole idea is to uh, look up the rules, go through the mechanics. What I also decided to do was use one of the pre-made uh, character sheets. So I'm going to be playing Nevada Jones um, because the actual putting together uh, a character takes a bit of time. Guys, yeah, I was going to fire up roll d20, but uh, to be honest, trying to figure that out, that's a whole thing I'm trying to figure out as well. Uh, how to basically uh, create a character. I don't know if we can just do it myself or have to invite somebody else in and they create a character and go through it. That's a whole learning curve, which you guys don't really need to see or be subjected to. So we'll take that from there. So what do you say we start and see where we end up? So we start at number one. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's see, that's a good start. The sun is high in the sky, a merciless ball of heat. You feel scorched by the time you reach the bus halt in front of Osborne's drugstore. It's a relief to put down your heavy case, cases and take off your hat for a moment. You find your face. It's been a long summer here. In your hometown and yet curiously empty one you look across the street at the grubby butcher's shop the grocer's with its faded awning and a shabby tobacconist mistrustful faces glare at you as they pass eyeing your clothes and luggage it was your parents choice to live here not yours you were happy down south as a child among providence's white-walked houses and leafy churchyards perhaps this new job at arkham was applied to change you need Yet everyone you know, yet everybody you know in the world lives here. You know everybody in Arkham. Oh, you know nobody in Arkham, not one soul. You ask yourself one last time if you're doing the right thing. The answer is here. None of your supposed friends have come to see you off. You're alone. Whatever challenges lie in Arkham, it will be a new life and a brave one. A small grey motor coach approaches and rattles to a stop. Put your hat back on and pick up your cases. Right. Go to 263, which I think was number 47. Let's go. Was it? Oh, 263. Let's go. Now go 263. Two young men with solemn from the coach. One looks you up and down before heading away. The driver also steps down, glancing at you before crossing the road to visit the tobacconist. When he returns, he is rolling a cigarette between his yellowed fingers. He gives it a final twist and examines you as he reaches for his matchbox. He is a thin man in his fifties, dressed in a stained shirt with the company emblem, yet his eyes are sharp with their dark sockets. Where to? You show him your ticket for Ossipi. From there, you will connect to Rochester and Portsmouth before the coastal line to Newport, Newburyport, and finally Arkham. 
you should be able to afford a real ticket for at least some of the way. Otherwise, this will be the first of many long bus trips. Mm-hmm. The driver scratches the match and lights a cigarette. The elf flares as he takes a draw. He exhales and gestures to the back of the coach. Lovey drags up there. Look at your investigator sheet. At the top, you have spaces for eight characteristics. Strength, constitution, power, dexterity, appearance, size, intelligence, blah, blah, blah. Allocate the following values among them, writing in the large square beside each. Okay. Right. Do you know what? Let's change things up a wee bit. As I said, this is a learning experience. Uh, let's get a character sheet out. Stuff it. May as well, if I'm going to do this, may as well go whole, whole hog, eh? Yeah. Do you know, it's a good thing this comes in a wee uh, like self-contained box and I'm not having a poke everywhere. Let's go. Character sheet. Doink. This is where he's all stuck in dog here. Right. Um, what do you say was about Laura's column? Fred Wilson, why not? Uh, you may have noticed I'm terrible at naming things. Uh, I know people pick exotic names and stuff, not that fun, but. Right, so, like the. Uh, what do you call it? The premium one. Sorry, I felt like a different color. Just blank. So, top tip use a pencil. Because uh, when you start taking off and adding hit points and special things, uh, you just rub it out, which over here. Because I thought this through before one life. Right, so what does it say? Um, strength, constitution, power. So put the following right in the large square of time. Side each. So. Forty. 50, 50, 50, 350s. All right. One, two, three fifties are 60. That sounds like bingo. 60. Seventy and eighty. <coughs> right. Strength, constitution, power, dex. Strength, constitution. Strength, constitution. Power. Appearance. Size. This is different. This is literally different. Like, look. So this is going down the ways and across. So if I put these on row, see, uh, this is a uh, strength constitution. Then it jumps to par, where dexterity, intelligence is next. God, if I missed it. Right, do you know what? 
just for the purpose of this, I'm going to go with those values, right? If it fluffs up my character, it fluffs up my character. So be it. But the way they have laid this out in the book, I wonder what's the same in this. Do you want to be really annoying, actually? Because you would think that just because they've made a digital version, it would be a carbon copy of the physical. Because it's made by the same people. Let me have a look at this. Right. Just interested, like I said, this is all a learning process. So come with me on my little journey as I scratch my tiny brain and try and figure things out. Yeah, so you can kind of see where the pages line up differently on the PDF. So what do I say? Strength, constitution, power, dexterity, appearance, size. Right, so they've, they've let out exactly the same. So the way they've let out the character sheet is different. It doesn't go in order. So let's go back. This is um, the important thing to note. It might seem silly, but... This is the difference between you succeeding in an action or failing in an action, or your stats. This is what your character is all about. This is what you do the day rolls against. So it's kind of important to get this all right. Yeah, I don't remember here, but I don't know. I don't so I'll have brand new, I'll be moving. I collect loads of guff. Do you know that? I pick up all bits and pieces and stuff and have them in, uh, what do you call it? Jars and <laughs> baskets and drawers and hardly use stuff. So let's rub all this out and let's go, let's go back as per what it says here. It may not make much of a difference, but you never know. Stuff. Right. Um, that's why I'm saying pencil as opposed to using the pen on these things. So what did he say there first? Strength is 40. That was right. Constitution was next. That was 40. No, it's 50. Sorry. Ugh, I can read. Right. And then it jumped the par. No one 50 in it. So instead of reading down the way as par's over here. Now what what happened there is that I put in 60 and it should be 50. So like I was saying, that actually makes a difference between uh succeeding or failing. So the next strength constitution power dexterity is 50. Nothing can change. Appearance is 60. So, once again, that, that changed because it's over here. Do you know what it is? It's because I work so long uh, with spreadsheets and data and stuff. I'm, I just think like an algorithm, a computer, but, 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 you know, line the line. Um, if somebody doesn't put a line the line, I'm like, what are you thinking about? 
um, size is next to 60. So once again, uh, that was down to 50, got an extra 10 for that. So this essentially, um, what comes after size is intelligence. That's important to our 70 for intelligence. The reason being, when you go to roll the sanity rolls, uh, make sanity checks, the higher the intelligence you have is the more rational your brain is and how it can cope with things. So I just give myself a couple extra points for intelligence. Um, that would be useful. And finally, education, 80. Yep, and that jumped up 10 as well. Um, if you remember from the unboxing video, if you specialize in certain things, you you could add busy to your intelligence and when it comes to sanity rules, you can save your bacon. So there we go. Done the first bit. Got that right. Um, like I said, sometimes reading the thing and not just playing on is useful. Uh, like I said, trying to do this online and <laughs> give a bit of a demonstration as well as trying to figure this thing out myself. It was more interesting. It's me just sitting here going, you know, at least I'm talking. Um, somebody jumps in the chat, even better. But we'll see. Right, so now we're going back to it. So I imagine it's going to be around here somewhere. Yep, there we go. Oh my god, it's going to be right. Here we go. Now it comes into play. <clears throat> the driver smokes and watches you drag your cases to the back of the motor coach. The rack is set inconveniently high on the vehicle. You get a grip on the heavier case. If your size is 40, go to 23. If your size is higher than this, go to 38. So my size is 60. So I'm going to 38, which is going to be, nope, gone. there we go. The driver continues to enjoy his cigarette, watching you with keen interest as you struggle with the cases. You grit your teeth and heave the second one into place. Perhaps the residents of Arkham will have better manners. Go to 233. I should add some music playing in the background then. Problem is just stick music on you get copyright strike. But you can just pitch it rather than um just struggling or jumping in the grip. If you're kind of nervous about RPGs or new systems, uh, that's a good way to basically spend some time learning rather than trying to study. Because I'm a, I don't believe you learn anything. You can regurgitate stuff, you know, learn things by rote, regurgitate it. But uh, I'm more about vocational and applied knowledge than academical knowledge. Uh, yeah, you can study the book and you can rhyme it off, but the actual understanding is uh, something different. But here we go. The driver flicks his cigarette into the gutter and steps into the motor coach. His engines cough into life. He bored, grateful that you'll be the only passenger for the initial part of the trip, at least. With mixed emotions, you watch from the window as the tired avenues of your own home slump behind you, receding into the distance. For a few minutes, you can still see the church spire over the brow of the low hill. Then the road clips, and it too is gone. Arkham is your new home. You will travel there and make a new start. 
you will see, okay, so when it goes into the italics, this means we're getting a wee bit of out of game instruction. You'll see two smaller boxes to the right of each characteristic value. Have each value rounding down and write the result in the upper right box. Hmm. So the way they've laid this out, maybe I'm being a bit stupid, they've just done like the box is the same size. Oh, half foot, right. Regular half foot. Okay. Got it. You see two smaller boxes of righties, uh, half each body, rounding down and write the result in the upper right box. Also divide each value by five. Rounding down and write the result in the lower red box. You'll see these numbers later. All right. If you're using the interactive PDF version of the investigator sheet, you will see it does all the maths, not math, fucking yanks, uh, for you. In the strip below, you see tracks that record sanity and magic points. Beginning sanity is equal to the original. Power and beginning magic points are the same as the value you've just assigned for power divided by five. Mark these on the tracks. Right, scrubbly scribble. So let's go for halves, halvesies. This may take an hour or two because I'm bringing the miles. I can divide by two. Now, here's the question. Oh, the points. Right, no, I think we'll have points. That's okay. Can I divide by five? Let's see. <laughs> the calculator may have to come in a minute. Clunk, 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 clunk. That would be easy. Yeah, God. Because I've written over everything. Oops. That looks awful. Sorry, my 50 here at the start. That's bugging me. God's sake. Doing this live as well. Fantastic. Great. Definitely something we need to look at. No, that's not goals. Need to get round stuff down. Again, the back side. Sorry, I can't be annoyed thinking right now. This is quite involved. Um, do you remember doing your times tables at school? Apparently, they stopped doing that. 
Isn't this a fun game? This is exciting TV. I'm sure these are all riveted. Uh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll I'll do a live stream from work where I'm sitting going clunk, 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 clunk as well. I'm sure you'll just be uh, super excited about uh, what's going on. So what else did they say to do here? Um, in the strip below, you'll see tracks to uh, record sanity and magic points. Beginning sanity is equal to your power. Okay, so that's 50. And beginning magic points are the same as the value just assigned for power divided by five. Right, so it's put worth magic. Magic points to the low. 10. I suppose everyone has a little bit of magic, really. Mark these on the tracks. So there we go. Um, I don't know how much time I've said, but there we go. That's starting to fill in the stats on your character sheet. So this is all the mechanics of the game. The rest of the stuff, you know, your story and all, that's the role-playing aspect. So when you're creating a character, um, you talk to the keeper about how the game's going to go, uh, what your what type of investigator you want to be, uh, what your sort of backstory is. You have a wee chat about it. Then you kind of build that into the character. That can then get factored into the story. Um, if you saw the Lincoln shirt or uh, forget about the candle last night, we've all got a backstory. Um, I know it's for uh, Dragon Lance, but it's the same principle applies to a lot of these games. You know, what are your motivations? How will your character react against something when it comes into a scenario? And that's where it gets interesting because that's where imagination comes in. And a bit more, a bit more standard than just playing a board game and rolling dice and going around a board. Um, this is a more involved you as a person. But here we go. Right. Let's go to the next bit. Page 100 and go to 134. Right. That's going to be back here somewhere. Not close. Still a wee bit to go. We're not. Closer. That would be this one. This one, 134, right. Let's see what's happening next. The coach putters through the countryside. At first, the interior is stifling and your stomach lurches with every bend in the road. However, the driver opens his window and by switching seats, you can find a spot where the breeze hits your face. You soon relax under the journey, observing the quaint little hamlets that the coach serves. A heavy-set woman boards at one settlement and gives you a polite nod. She gets off at the next one. The road rises a little, passing cornfields and orchards. The leaves are turning and the trees are alive with glorious reds and golds. You've just begun to doze when the driver takes a tight bend at speed. Ah, and now we're on to... Uh, am I going to go splat? <laughs> Or am I going to hold on to myself? Let's see. Add size and constitution together and then divide the total by 10, rounding down. 
110, that makes it 11. Yep. 110 divided by 10 equals 11. Round down. So, yeah, that's if you get points on them, right? This is the starting value for your hit points. I thought it would give me 80 for hit points. Uh, mark it on your investigator sheet. Your current total. Yeah, good, right. So, if I've done something wrong, because I've got myself 80 hit points, because I followed this. Right, I'll just write this in the side and we'll see what happens. So maybe it's the right. You also have a luck score. Roll the three roll three six headed dice. Three D six. Oh for God's sake, I don't get you one. God, if you knew that, I would have bought extra dice. God's sake. I thought this was enough to get started. Well, that's 3d6. If you're new to roleplay, you can read about roleplay dice in the terminal. 3d6. Multiply your 3d6 roll. Offer, right. So we'll have to add these up. Good, a lot of. Right, five. Six, eleven, three, that's fourteen. Fourteen, five, so it's fourteen, five, equals seventy, right. Send the luck score, right? Okay. God, that's really. Uh, do you know when you wish you'd kept all your stuff? By the way, you can probably guess this game isn't about winning or anything, it's just about <laughs> figuring this out. Um, on the Roll 20 system, you can roll dice on screen, which makes it a lot simpler. You get it straight away, but uh, still have the model kind of stuff. So uh, let's have a look. Rule three says we call this three D six. Based on the terminology, score the best right. Now you must roll against your dexterity roll D one hundred. This means rolling two ten sided dice. And using one value for the hands of the units, right? Perfect. Details. We've got a fucking. God, it's been it. Oh. Sorry, I'm trying to figure these bloody dice out to me well. That's a D, yeah. That's a D6. 
That's uh, D20. That's my D10, right? So that's nine. Zero. So we've got one D10. Oh, cool. Come on, but this one is. You can't have tails been years, eh? Right. Right, okay, so roll one D hundred. This means rolling two tens out of dice and using one value for tens and one value for units. Right, so what I'm gonna do roll this first for my tens. God, I wish I was wide up. See if I point the camera down, just that's weird. You know I'm gonna get a second camera at some point. That's I think that's looking into the future. Get a second camera pointing down for the physical stuff because there's another game I've ordered um, and it is a tabletop uh, miniature game that you can play by yourself and I'm thinking of getting that and setting up the camera so it goes down as well as doing this but we'll give this a bash. Seven. So that's 70. 70, right. Let me jot that down. This means rolling the two cent right ba 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 If you rolled equal to your dexterity or less you pass the roll. If you roll greater than your dexterity, you fail the roll. So my dexterity is fifty. So I got seventy, that means I failed. Uh first first example, right. Uh you may be tempted to skip the rules and simply pretend you always pass, but Call of Cthulhu is a game of mystery and horror. Terrible disasters that can be for your character are part of the fun. Yeah, that's, um, they make a very good point here. You could sit and play this. Um, it's like a choose your own adventure. I could sit and work out, okay, what's a good path and go, but that's boring. The whole point of a game is to test yourself and the chance that you'll lose. Um, in role-playing and wargaming, uh, we always talk about that guy. And with all anyone that's done this for a while has always encountered them. They just cannot bear to lose. Um, we've seen them as players. We've seen them as GMs. Uh, the worst actually when they're GMs because they think they have you can't pass the adventure. Uh, just it takes the fun out of it. Like I said, that's that's the whole point. Now I'm, I'm doing this very clinically at the moment because I'm trying to figure it out. But um, yeah, why, why am I going to cheat? Because at the end of the day, it takes you where it takes you. That's, that's it. And do you know what? You can always build a new character. You can always start a new game. The whole point of this is to get into the adventure and step out of yourself for a bit and just have a bit of a bit of fun. So while there's mechanical stuff that goes on with us and there's percentages and rules, um, don't let that take away from the fact that's just how the, you decide things. Uh, if you saw in Dragonlance, we're actually using cards. So some some games have a card system. I actually really like the card system of Monist. Uh, it's really nice. So last night was the flipping my deck. My my hands were absolutely awful. All low numbers and just uh, struggled to do anything. 
But there you go, right? So anyway, almost story. So if you feel your dexterity, go to 59. I'm getting thrown off my scene of them. We know what's happening. Oh, yeah, we back to go. 59. Next one, there we go. A desperate yell awakens you. You feel yourself slide from a seat as the driver spins the wheel and the motor coach plunges off the road. Too late, you reach for the seat in front. You fall into the aisle and your ribs crack against the edge of the seat opposite. Breath rushes out of you. The coach stops with a thump. Your driver leaps from his seat onto the road. As you sprawl dizzy in the aisle, you hear a string of incendiary curses. The driver comes back into the cab and sees you on the floor. He looks concerned and assists you back to your seat. You see what has happened now. A Fordson tractor has stopped in the road and he had to swerve to avoid the steel obstacle. Sorry, he says. I am Fields and he has to pick the road to park. You alright? You don't think anything's broken, but you have a colourful bruise for the next few days. He backs the coach up a little and threads around the tractor, glaring at the farmer. You lost one hit point in the accident. Mark the loss in your investigator sheet, but keep track of your original value. You'll eventually heal back up to this value. Right. So um, we'll work off the 11 because I need to, I'll need to go back slowly while I'm not bloody live streaming <laughs> and figure out where I went wrong here. It's either 80 or 11, so I'm either gonna <laughs> live for a long time or not. So all I'm gonna do is uh, put a little dash and put that down to 10. Right, rather than score and run things out. So I'll put a little dash, put it down to 10. And then what I'll do is as that changes, I'll rub that out and right over the top. So get the hit point back, I rub that bit out. If I lose more hit points, I do another dash and back down to where I go. Um I don't know if you used to do that any differently, those that play this game. Um, let me know. I'm just using that as my method. We'll see where we'll go there. Okay, right. Now I go to 71. Oh, there we go. Oh, stuff's going to be happening. You resume your journey. The driver takes the curves with more caution than before. He glances over his shoulder, his shoulder at you a couple of times. Sorry about before, he says. The fellow is dumber than a hog. I'm Silas. What's your name? The accident was at least as much Silas's fault as the farmer's. But it doesn't seem shrewd to antagonize the van while he's driving you through the middle of nowhere. Make up a name for your character and record it on your investigator sheet. May I add your age? For the purpose of this adventure, your character should probably be aged between 23 and 36. Right, so I called mine Fred Wilson just for fun. Um, age between 20, let's go, let's go for 31. Just for a laugh. Um, the coach turns into a narrow road, which waves up hell through woodland. Silas becomes chatty. Go to Arkham, eh? Can't say I've ever heard of the place. Went to Boston once. Didn't like it. Too much hustle and bustle. You have family there? A special someone waiting? The afternoon is wearing on. You see no harm in confiding sounds about your new life. A job, eh? What's your line? Okay. 
Choose an occupation for your character from the following options. Right, so this is where the specialities come into play and how you're going to be useful to the group as an investigator. Everyone in this uh, system is an investigator. That's all going to solve mysteries and be driven insane by the Eldritch being. That's the fun part. So this is the conversation you generally have with the keeper before you begin the adventure. You kind of know what you're going to do. And also the adventure has an idea of, okay, I need this, this, and this for this one to run. You know, it's a wee bit of a, wee bit of a chat. So if you're not the Korean, go to 102. If you're a doctor of medicine, go to 226. If you're a journalist, go to 239. If you're a private investigator, go to 249. If you're a professor, go to 265. Okay, so I'm reading about this guy. Um, he's not going to be, he's not going to be a doctor. Um, Led a bit of a sheltered life, so he's definitely not going to be a private investigator. Um, let's go for budding. Let's go for uh, a journalist. That would make sense. He's in a small town. Um, stifled for opportunity, hasn't really made many friends, so maybe he works for uh, the local magazine Gazette in his town and he wants more of an opportunity. What do you think? We'll go with that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, let's make him a journalist. Right. Why not? Go to 239. Nope, we better go yet. Isn't this fun and riveting TV? Eh? Ah, here we go, here we go. 239. You mentioned the reporter's job, which you secured at the Arkham Gazette on the strength of a few freelance pieces in your local newspaper. It'll be a relief to get away from vapid society columns and whimsical stories. You understand the Gazette covers everything from the breakthroughs of research at Miskatonic University to the most sordid exploits of local ne'er-do-wells. It should be something for you to get your teeth into at any rate. A writer for a newspaper? Silas seems confused, as if he thought the story somehow wrote themselves. Your credit rating skill is 20%. Your occupation skills are... Ah, right, okay. So credit ratings... Uh, that's going to be interesting. Right, so now we're going to move down to this part. So are you seeing enough now how this is coming together for... Uh, the character sheet so let's have a look skills credit rating ah here we go it's regular let's put that at 20 and so there it's there your occupation skills are art craft Photography. 
guys to get those history. Oh, you must have to put this on as well, sorry. Ah, library use, okay. Twenty percent of what? Look at my history. Oh, there it is. Every use own language. You know, it would help if they put this in the order of the character sheet. Will he find this? Cool. Bloody hell, dude. That's no big Oh, right. Got language other. All right, so I guess you break. I'm guessing you pick your language here. You can have up to a couple of languages. So if I put English for fun, that's yeah, right, let's do it. Uh, language, um, psychology, there it is, mark that off, and one of either charm, fast talk, intimidate, or persuade, um, I don't see this guy as being intimidating, uh, charm, we'll have to use, um, of the reporter's going to have to, uh, journalists, you know, talk to people, get them to open up. So let's go for charm. There it is. Right. You may also pick any two other skills except Cthulhu Mythos or personal specialties. Right then. Sorry, just how we did. Ah, listen will be useful, so listen's great because that would make sense. Um, cult, no, so I'm not saying this guy as physical disguise. Would that be useful? What do you think? Journalist, disguise. Oh, I'm thinking of what, what do you call him? Remember Chevy Chase's flipping? Um, oh, God, who'd you call that character? God, I'll go back in time. Where he, uh, was he an investigator or a journalist? Remember, he used to 
dress up disguises. There's two or three films in the series. Anyway, sorry, going off on a little bit of a tangent here. Let's go for Persuade. Let's add that. That'll make sense. Yeah, journalist goes, interviews people, wants to be charming, get them on board, um, persuasive, all that kind of stuff. So he's good, and he's good at listening. So he gets information out of people. So as you can see, that's me marking these off. And then what they want you to do, and allocate these values so i don't know if that's in order right because i'm not messing right what i'm going to do is just down the page <clears throat> and write them this way because i can't be annoyed jumping back and forward uh that's quite everything so charm 70 here's the thing you would Go through this all. Oh, forgot about Let's put 16. History is 16. There's my next text. Library use 50. I may have stumped myself there. So I can go and chop. Uh, actually, no. Right, I can go and charm people and talk to them, but um, yeah, actually just go to the library and look up books. I'm not too good at Yeah, that, that, that works. Obviously, you get the opportunity to up these scores as you get experience and things. Um, I don't know if this adventure is going to go that in-depth into it. I think that's more for advanced, longer campaigns. This is basically just to go through get everything done so where's um, psychology 40. Um, listen. oh right god language oh god right that's awful i forgot i forgot to put my language right So here we go. I've only given language 40. So let's pretend for uh, the sake of this, I've got a dodgy accent that people can't understand. That'll account for me only having 40% in my own language. Yep. Right. So there you go. Now you can see it's starting to fill up. We've got all our percentages in, and that's obviously going to come into play as we do stuff. Right. So you see what this is trying to do. Um, I think there's quite a few of these alone in the you know sort of single player adventures. So if you want to get into Cthulhu, uh, you can pick them up for a couple of like um, I think an Amazon doing like three quid or something like there's um, there's someone a special offer. Rule D twenty I think gives a free version, which I need to. Um, I don't. I wanted to do this before spending my time. Fiddle bit with D20 because the more you do, the more you learn. So I'm going to use a D20 system. I want this kind of system in my head uh, just to make it uh, flow a bit better. And then definitely before putting on players, I want to I wanna have at least a couple of goes of this. So may as well make content while I'm doing it. So anyway, let's go to 128. Still a bit back to go. I don't want to click on that map because it looks interesting. That might be important. 125, 67. 
Right. You realize Silas hasn't made a stop since the incident with the tractor. The motor coach winds his way uphill. However, your thoughts are interrupted as the road crests a ridge, and you're treated to a magnificent view of the feast of below. Creek snakes through the valley, breaking the rich autumn palette of the tree line. In the distance, the white mountains rise in the, into a hazy cloud. There is no settlement, not even a cabin, as far as the eye can see. Birds drift through the treetops, and you can just make out what might be a two white tailed deer lingering by the water. Perhaps you're making a mistake by moving to the city. Could you survive on your own in this lush wilderness? You have a base ability and most skills, listed in brackets after the skill name on the investigator sheet. For instance, you have 20% in climb and base job and uh, 20% climb. Yep. And base dodge equal to half your dexterity. So here we go with another one. So my dexterity is 50, so my base dodge is 25. There you go. Another wee bit filled in. Um, can you understand in role-play games why people get like super attached to their characters? You think of the effort you put. Like I'm just going through this and as paint by numbers, and I haven't put any emotion into my character. But can you picture all the effort you go through to create this, right? And then something daft happens in the first outing, and your character gets wiped out. So I get it. I've been there. You know, you've you've got your characters all set up, and then you you just get wiped out by chance. Bad dice roll, bad cards. You know. And nobody planned it, even if the AM doesn't plan it. Um, and you can understand why people just flip their lids. <laughs> and I've seen it so many times. Like, there's people just throw the books and just storm out. And, uh, or somebody does something. Um, Vampire is the worst game for Because all about players trying to screw each other over. And it's very political. Um, in that setting, not real world politics, that's horrible enough. But yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> people do something with somebody else's character and they just lose the rag uh, it's annoying because it really goes against the flow of the game but at the same time you get it because you really do once you get the bug of this game you really get into it <laughs> um, right so we've done that choose four skills which are not in your occupational skills nor Cthulhu mythos these are your personal Interest skills boost each of these by 20. Oh, great. Oh, God. Right. Hang on. Which are not your base skills. Yeah, well, I'll make myself try. Let me boost each by 20. See, here's what I'm not getting. They've got the 20%, but 20% of what? I've missed that bit out. After four to cut these, you can. 
Okay. Um, at this point, you'd like to know a lead buffer, but that's far too exciting. Let's choose um, first aid. And let's go for medicine and the occult, because that would make sense. No more. Um, drive automobile. So let's, why not? Let's make him able to drive, even though he doesn't have a car, because LD works for it. Uh, a paper doesn't really give much in the way of money. So there we go. Right. There's four of those. Um, I need to figure out what the 20%, but, you know, what do you actually calculate? Or is that just give it 20? Score 20? Well, we'll do that. Yeah, because there's, like, secondary stuff. Right, let's give him a, let's give him a boost to 20. Um, I think because this works in percentages, obviously the higher the score, you roll below it, so... It's more likely that you'll not do very well in any of these. I've rolled below 20, so we'll do that for the sake of this. Just give them all 20 each. So he's a representing, um, God, I'm a terrible driver, but it makes sense actually. If you're in a small town, you're not really driving anywhere. So he's not going to jump into a car in the middle of a city and go through a high speed chase and end up smashed into a wall. So we can get from A to B. That makes sense with that. Um, half of this is understanding the makeup of the person, what they are, um, and then just being realistic. You know, like there's no point writing a James Bond character and being super and everything because you know, where's the point? No challenge. Anyway, go to one forty-four. Go. Still this buddy coach. Look, we've been up this nearly an hour. We're still in the coach. Fantastic. <laughs> Almost like real life. I told you it was going to be a long journey. Anyway, the motor coach rattles on through the hills. The silence lapses into silence. The sky darkens behind you. Pink's tinting the clouds as the sun descends. Finally, a welcome sight comes into view. A settlement on the crest of a hill. This doesn't look like the pictures you've seen. Of, uh, this doesn't look like the pictures you've seen of Ossipy. But perhaps you can persuade Silas to stop while you stretch your legs. Minutes later, a harsh stuttering from the engine interrupts your reverie. Silas frowns and rattles the gear stick. The motor coach falters in the ascent. Silas utters a curse you don't recognise and grinds his teeth, struggling at the wheel. You seem to inch up the hill until you reach the first building. Low dwellings constructed from rough red stone. Silas rattles the coach into a small bay off the road. He scrambles from a seat and makes for the engine compartment. Okay, so go up with Bobby now, trying to fucking get up a hill and drop the gears and oh god, there's lots of skull and I was trying to get a bus because of all the snow. I'm flipping into the second gear, like rear up there and the smoke coming from the gearbox was ridiculous. <laughs> um, god is mellow wonder to horrendous and this other truck was sliding down the hill the other side oh it was dodgy as hell ah uh, don't do that again anyway you must now choose to make a roll against drive auto or psychology if you choose drive auto you need to roll equal to or less than your skill value 
If you choose psychology, you need a hard success. This is a rule equal to or less than half the skill value. Rule what though? Okay, um, I have a higher score in psychology. What is this, D100? What are we doing? Um, I guess we're doing D100. So, um, yeah, because it doesn't make sense. Uh, I'll say D20 if it's 40. So, I have a score. I'm going to go psychology because of a higher score or not because right <laughs> i've given myself only 20 and 20 percent in auto right drive auto so if i um try and jump into a bus <laughs> i'm gonna wreck the place or do i want to do that and say is this me gonna be daft and jump into the bus and try and drive it so if i You need to roll equal to or less than your skill value. I've got 20. So essentially, roll my D10, that'll be my first value. I have to get a one or a two, or I'm in trouble. Yeah, stop it, let's do it, right. <laughs> oh, dear. Four, right, that's failed. <laughs> it doesn't matter what to roll the second one, but that's four, right. 40% God. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, why did you jump on the bus, you numpty? Uh, anyway, right. Drive auto, go to 170. No, if you roll, sorry. If you roll success against drive auto, go to 174. No. Uh, I failed, so let's go to 194. <laughs> God, what have I done? Uh, Silas opens the engine compartment. Uh, Silas opens the engine compartment open. Uh, 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 and sticks his head inside. The hot metal pops and sizzles. He pokes at various components, then withdraws and wipes his brow, smearing them with dark grease. I ain't sure what's wrong. Might be the oil pressure. Might be something knocked off kilter with me too, got spill. Can't do much till the engine cools, neither. With a knife feeling, I reckon we'll be here for the night. He wipes his hands in a rag. The shadows from your surroundings are already long, and the air is chilly. You feel stiff from the journey and night. And the night in the rickety coach sounds on appealing. Silas sees your dismay. This air jammer head. Miles from any place. Miles from any place. I only come through twice a week. But the folks here are good people. May Ledbetter keeps a spare room. She'll look after you up the alley. Turn right, first house on the left. He scratches his cheek, looks again into the engine compartment and spits on the ground. Meet me back here at eight in the morning and we'll see how we stand. Right, so here's my options. 
To look for Mary uh, better's house, go to 267. The ask Silas where he will spend the night, go to 251. The challenge Silas about the breakdown, go to 257. Right. Um, I'm not going to challenge him about the breakdown. Flip's sake, it's not like, uh, we're not going to get you. Um, the ask Silas where he will spend the night. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, because um, I know he'll probably stay with the coach, but let's, yeah, let's ask him. Um, probably going to end up at Mary Ledbetter's house anyway. Not the other NPC that we can maybe get a bit more of an adventure with. Um, but yeah, let's go to 251. Let's ask him. Who knows what's going to change? But I'm a reporter and I'm a curious bugger. Two fifty-one. Right. You ask about Silas's plans. Gives the engine a sour glance before answering. I've got acquaintances here in the village. Reckon one of them owes me a favour. Enough for bed and breakfast in any case. He stares at his grubby hands. Probably won't stretch to a hot bath. You don't seem to have a lot of options. Fetch your cases from the back of the motor coach. The last thing you need is for your worldly possessions is disappear into some stranger's hovel overnight. Right, go to 267. Was that my original option? Ah, uh, it's just a wee bit of conversation. Right, 267. That was Mary Ledbetter's house. You drag your cases between the sullen buildings. You feel surprisingly weary, considering you've spent all day sitting down. Silas's directions lead you to a modest dwelling with a slate roof. The nameplate reads Ledbetter, and underneath the sign next to the cutter, copper plate reads Lodging Room. The lane around you is gloomy, but the lamp flickers in the window. A breeze chills your face. You're not about to begin your new life by sleeping on the street. You rap on, you rap on the weather-beaten door. Yeah, um, I do commute every day, and yeah, you're sitting on a bus, and a tube, but you're not relaxed. You know what I mean? You're sitting, and you're always, you're kind of, um, compensating for the movement of the vehicle something you're aware of other people so it's not like you just spark out and go to sleep uh, it does take it out of you uh, there you go, right, let's go to four sorry, I'm just giving anecdotes rather than me sitting staring at the screen um, <laughs> just may as well have a bit of a conversation while I'm going through this ah, number four After a moment, you hear footsteps inside the house. A bolt is drawn back, and the wooden door swings open. A figure with loose curls and a rough-looking house dress peers at you. Her gaze takes in your travelling suit and your cases. Her voice has a slight Irish lilt. Hello! Should I take it you're looking for a room for the night? You inquire as to her race, suppressing a grimace. As far as you've seen, the village does not offer any, any alternatives. Oh, you'll find them very reasonable, she says. You look tired, I may. Come inside and we'll talk over a cup of tea. The Ledbetter house feels cramped with a low ceiling and simple fittings, but is well kept and cheerful fire crackles in the grate. The aroma of the tea is soothing and the cup warms your finger. Have you come to Emberland for the festival? Ask me. To explain what happened with Silas and the coach, go to 14. To ask about the festival, go to 21. 
Um, yeah, I don't see. Anyway, I'm not going to get distracted. This is, uh, this is good at 14. Can ask about the festival afterwards. <laughs> Unless that was my only chance to find out. May shakes her head and you glimpse a moment into the deep-seated anger in her green eyes. He always drives too fast. Thinks the road is made for him and him alone. He had a mare some years back. And that was a terrible thing. You should have seen the state of the coach. You'd be surprised at the damage done. She sips her tea and gazes past you into the corner of the room. With living here, though, you can't afford to antagonise the man. He's about the only link we have to the world at large. He's not a bad soul at heart. I suppose that going the same route for 15 years makes a man curse. You have to forgive him. May go silent for a long moment, then her eyes flick back to you. But you didn't come here to listen to me, blather, and you must be hungry. I can wrestle you up a bit of stew. How'd that be? You ask again about her rates. A man names a price so low you accept it without hesitation. The room is small but comfortable, and the stew dark and hearty. After dinner, you have a couple of hours before your usual bedtime. Right, to talk to Mason more, go to 31. To walk around outside and get your bearings, go to 75. Uh, the turn in for an early night, go to 63. Well, not much of a role play I'm going to sleep. Uh, let's talk to Mary some more and let's find out, probably find out about the festival and stuff. Let's do that. Why not? 31. May talks about life in Emberland. In her letters, my sister always asks if I'm not bored living in such a small place. She lives in New York and she writes about how frightened she is to walk home at night. I ask you. You mentioned. You mentioned your hopes for a new life in Arkham. May doesn't seem to hear you. It's a small place here, yes, but that means we have a real community. Everyone's face is known. Everyone works together. Nobody's excluded, except those who choose to exclude themselves. Of course, I couldn't live anywhere else now. Make a charm roll. If you succeed, go to 39. If you fail, go to 31. Right. But charm's 70. Right, so once again, first, first dice. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, I'm sick. <laughs> I feel that. Jesus Christ, got a high score. Uh beats me high score. And I'm only sitting talking to a lot lady, and I'm supposed to be a journalist. Ah, uh, oh well, right. So I feel that. Let's go to 51. Am I gonna do something stupid? As the R wears on, you're amused to hear May transforms into a sort of tarot tourist guide. Of course, the views from here are spectacular on a good day, and they view you all the way around. If you're a painter, you'll be right at home. If you're taste from more for the artisan, there are workshops in Salisbury Street, just at the end here in turn right. They're not set up for visitors, you understand? But you see the real craftsmen at work, the genuine article. Now, if you're looking for freshly baked bread, it seems a shame to point out that you intend to be in the road again shortly. You let May continue until she begins to yawn. Would you listen to me yapping? Time to turn in. When would you like your breakfast? Now go to 63. We're getting a bit weak on pace now, so that's cool. So after all the kind of thumping at the bottom. Um, 
As many sounds, you hear a clunk behind you. You look over your shoulder, but all you see is a wooden door securely closed. May touch. The young lady of the house. She'll have been listening to us. Ruth, come and greet our guest. There's a short pause, and then the door creaks open. Two wide eyes peer at you from the gap between tussled hair and a rough nightgown. What do you say? The eyes blink. Pleased to meet you. Now I get back to bed. The door closes again. My daughter Ruth, ten years this summer. She's a delight and a torment on a one. Don't worry, she sleeps in with me. She'll not disturb you. Good night now. You retire to your room. You retire to your room. It's a little chilly. But you're too tired to worry about nighting the fire. Sheets are clean, and the bed soon warms up. The silence outside is strange after living time for so long. But you soon drop off. Now go to one fifty four. So how we find this, it's not too bad, eh? I suppose it's different me me trying to stream it. But um in terms of going through the book and the mechanics, it's not too bad, eh? It's good it's a good way to get in um sort of get into the story and go through uh creating the character rather than sitting trying to stretch yourself out and studying. Uh you know, it's better just learn video, but uh, not too bad. Right. One fifty four, let's go. You dream of fire in the grid. Coruscating colours shimmering through the dancing tongues of flame. At first they are tiny, almost microscopic. But they grow and grow until a kaleidoscopic inferno spills from the fireplace, spreading across the floor of the sheets. You wake with a start. They let glance through the curtains. You get up and examine the grid, blinking the sleep from your eyes. It is quite cold. If you've taken any damage, you may heal one hit point back for your nice sleep. Right. So, I've taken damage from uh, bumping the bus. So, that's alright. What I'll do is move up. So, that is me. That's me back up the 11. So, that, so if you take. Um, if you get into combat, if you take a fight, get into fight, take damage. Uh, in terms of the game, that makes you decapa- uh, incapacitated. So you may have to go to hospital sometimes. It might take a day or two to heal and gradually get back. Uh, usually between, if an adventure split up, like a campaign split up in the modules, between the time you end the game and the next one, you get all your hit points back. Because say you're traveling a long journey, that gives you time to heal and stuff. So the game is quite forgiving. In that aspect, you know, you can get in the scuffles, you can take damage, but you also have time in between the hill because the point is not just to wipe you out. The point is to go on an adventure and see where the story takes you. Uh, that's what makes role-playing games a bit different from uh, your normal, like, video games and all that kind of stuff where you have to win or you get killed or you can't go to the next level. You know, this is, uh, this is like, way off to the side from that. It's a different focus. So once you get your head around that... Uh, it is enjoyable, just a different way than maybe what you're used to. But here we go, 166. There we go. May seems to have no running water, but it supplies some in a ceramic judge. Jug, judge, Flipsy. You freshen up at the washstand and go in. She cooks a hearty breakfast and leaves you in peace to eat. 
at about 7.30, you're paid up, packed and ready to go. You may bid me goodbye and she wishes you for the best. Ah, you bid me goodbye and she wishes you the best for your new career in Arkham. If you succeeded at the skill roll last night and wish to investigate the results further, go to 178. Otherwise, go to 192. Well, I failed spectacularly, so 192 it is. Did I try to investigate? Oh, God. Up the shenanigans. Right, 192. Right. You are already tired of your heavy bags. Hopefully, Silas has repaired the motor coach and you can resume the long journey. As our pussy might be, but the old driver seemed to understand his vehicle well enough. You pause to check your watch. Still 20 minutes early, and round the final corner. The motor coach is gone. You put your bags down and search the area, tracking up and down slopes and around corners. At the edge of the village, you trace the long road back to the, the winds across the hills. Eight o'clock comes and goes, and there's no coach to be seen. A passing villager notices your bags. Looking for the bus? I heard him take off at first light. He's due back in three or four days. If you need a place to stay, may let better rent a room. The man raises his hat to you and strolls on into the village. You curse Silas under your breath. Perhaps he went for parts. But you wonder if the old goat has stranded you here on purpose. <laughs> Why? So this isn't going to be um, straightforward. <laughs> and this is where the this is where it is. Just to you get get it down the path. Um, some players try to be cleverer than GM, make it like a, a personality contest. But at the end of the day, the game master that's who sets the tone. And if you act like a dev, uh, you get you're going where the story's taking you to a point. Um, anyway, to your team. What do you do to Silas? Do you know him? Like I didn't challenge. I've had a hard go at him about the engine. I don't understand. But anyway. May is doing laundry and she looks surprised to see you again. Forgot something? Forgot something? When you explain the situation, she offers to store your bags away while you try to arrange alternative transport. You're grateful to relinquish your load. Nobody here has anything like a car. She strokes her chin and narrows her eyes. Maybe you can find somebody with a horse and cart for your bags. I could ask around later. Try Mr. Winters at the village hall. You'll know if anyone will. Or ask among the artisans. The workshops are first left in Silsbury Street. She reaches over and squeezes your wrist. Don't worry, I won't see you sleeping on the street. Money or no money. You thank me and turn to face the village. God, talking really... Uh... <clears throat> dries up the throat a bit. Um, go to six. Nope. Ah, there we go. Number six. You wander around this. You wander the streets of Amberhead without any particular destination in mind. The village is built in relatively flat upland with splendid views. To the north, the hazy tips of the white mountains reach for the heavens. 
the safe, the sparkling waters of the lick. Uh, Winnipesaukee, is it? Winnipesaukee, we'll, we'll go with that. Um, touch a horizon. The village itself takes less than five minutes across from edge to edge. It arrives in the winding road to the west. The only other road leads to the south. Following the lower ridge of the lot, as it turns east, ah, excuse me. Uh, you ride in the winding road to the west. The only other road leads to the south, following the lower ridge of the land as it turns to the east. In the southwest of the village, an open grassy space borders a ruined church, its graveyard cresting the cliffs. To the northeast, the three main thoroughfares meet at a raised black metal structure, looms stark against the blue sky. Okay, you may now ask about transport at the local general store. Go to 16. Seek out the village hall. Go to 84. Walk down to the lower level and check out the eastern road. Go to 115. Um, yeah, I'm not really meant to, I'm not really here investigating anything. I'm just trying to pass through. So let's go to 16. 16. And also, it's closer. Hours going up and down the book. Um, the general store is on the corner beside the main road, just before it plunges to the south. The shopkeeper is a brisk, immense lady with a star apron and strong shoulders. She looks hard at your unfamiliar face. Transport? There's a motor coach coming through twice a week. Missed it? Hmm. Truck brings in my supplies every second Tuesday, but it's not due until next week. She shrugs. It seems Emberhead is content to keep his distance from the outside world. You have enough money to buy one or two inexpensive everyday items here. Note them down on your investigator sheet. Remember, the year is 1927. The shop stops no weapons except the dusty hunting knife, which you may purchase if you want, then go to 25. <clears throat> Do I want to buy weapons? Like, um, at this point, I'm an innocent journalist just having to be stuck in the town due to circumstances. I'm not even thinking about um, mysteries. Um, what do I want? Right, my character doesn't smoke, or else uh, there'd be a case. Don't want to buy But the, the game's hinting at the knife. Oh, God. Uh, am I going to get another scrap? No, I'm not going to buy a knife yet. Not even remotely um, in danger. Do you know what? I'm not going to buy anything. I'm not the mood. Uh, let's go to 25. I probably missed an opportunity here, but I'm not seeing anything to require me to get anything. I'm probably fluffed up, but anyway. Right. You're beginning to get your bearings in Emberhead. Would you like to explore some more? You may choose another option from those below. Do not repeat a previous choice. Once you've tried four options, or before that, if you're already, if you're ready to move on, go to three. Ask about transport to local jails or done that. Um, seek out the village hall. Walk down the lower deck and check out the eastern road. Examine the large metal structure. Explore the church. Look for local people with their own transport needs. Um, let's have a look at the metal structure, 57. 
see what that is. Then I regret not buying anything in the general store. What was that? Ah, oh. oh God, what was that? 76? <laughs> this is where I wish I could pause. Um, oh my God, did I just literally forget that? Nope. Was it 96? Let's uh, stop it. Let's go to 96. Right. Not far from the Ledbetter House, the north side of Salisbury Street, there is an open courtyard. The rhythmic tattoo of the hammer seems to announce your approach. The courtyard is as busy as location you have yet seen in Emberhead. It is bordered by a ring of workshops. Some are brick buildings, some are only rough huts. The blacksmith cut ceases the hammer, thrusting something red and glowing in the abundant of cold water. A weaver looks up from his loom, thinking at you a moment before returning to his shuttle. A potter, engraver, and carpenter each work in their own space, exchanging friendly banter. You move along the artisans, chatting about their work, but eventually you bring a question of. Uh, eventually, you bring up the question of export. Some of them send occasional packages beside us. Some restrict their customs entirely to villagers. You receive no suggestions about alternative transport. Make a psychology roll. If you succeed, go to 106. Otherwise, go to 25. Uh, Where is my... Psychology. Psychology is right. I've gone to forty. Okay then. Gives a bloody chance here. Actually, pass on. Nope, sixty. Jesus, bloody hell! Oh, I am desperate. This <laughs> right. Okay then. <laughs> so failed. Go to twenty-five. You're beginning to get your bearings in Emberhead. Would you like to explore some more? Right. Explore the church. Oh, God. So this is going to, until I twig on what's happening, I'm going to go around circles here, maybe. Um, if you're ready to move on, go to three. Yeah, go to three. Not really. Not really interested in this village. Your morning exertions have left you hungry. You roam the streets of Emberhead looking for sustenance. There's nothing resembling the busy cafes, or there's nothing resembling the busy cafes of your hometown, or anything that might be called a restaurant. It's beginning to look like you will have to get supplies from the general store. When May Ledbetter comes down the street with a girl training in her wake, this must be Ruth. As she notices you, she races past her mother and approaches you with a smile. This is a different route from the shy creature of last night. As she reaches you, she stops and stretches her arms up in celebration. She looks up into your eyes. Abruptly, the smile drops from her face, and she looks several years older. 
Get out before the festival, she hisses. Get out! She blinks hard and scuttles back towards her mother. May approaches, wrapping an arm around her daughter's shoulders. She smiles. How are you getting on? Have you found transport? Startled, you explain the frustration of the situation. I try Mr. Winters in the village hall. He's always up an after. He's always in of an afternoon. You'd be hungry by now. Help yourself to any food in the house. The door's not locked. You glance at Ruth, where she squirrels herself behind her mother's leg. Her eyes implore you to silence. If you ask Ruth about what she said, go to nine. If you ask May about what Ruth said, go to 15. If you say nothing, go to 22. Right, um... Yeah, uh, let's just, let's play dumb and go to 23. You take your leave of the Ledbetters and head towards their house. The door opens easily. In the low kitchen, you make a meal from stocking, stodgy bread and leftover stew. A little window offers a view to the mountains. If you learn one thing this morning, it was that Emberhead streets hold little occupy the visitor from out of town. But there are still about five hours of daylight remaining. You can take some provisions and bare essentials for your, from your baggage. Ah, uh, hold on. You could take some provisions. Sorry, my eyes are starting to go over here on the screen. Uh, you could take some provisions and bare essentials from your luggage and set out in the hope of reaching another settlement before dark. Or you could ask advice from this Mr. Winters. Um... I haven't met him yet. Let's, um, if you prepare to walk out of town, go to 28. If you head to the village hall instead, go to 11. Oh, they're actually, um, I know the wee girl warned me, but I also seems a bit daft just like sticking a backpack on and go walking in the. Is that not setting yourself up for more drama? Um, yeah, let's let's go and head to the village hall instead. Let's go to eleven. I'm probably get myself set up here. Um, right. The village hall overlooks the north ridge of the village. You walk along Silbury Street to find it. Conscious of the oppressive black metal structure framed at the end of the road. The shutters of the hall are open and some windows left ajar. There is no knocker, but a little bell over the entrance tinkles as you push the front door. Inside a sturdy door, to your right is marked private. To your left, an opening meets through the right room. You take a few steps inside. Benches line the walls, and there are two notice boards mounted between each windows. To examine the notice boards, go to 17. To knock on the closed door, go to 24. Let's look at the notice board. Right. Oh, excuse me. God, this is taking longer than I thought. Do you know what? I might have to end this stream shortly and maybe come back. Uh, the floorboard creaks beneath you as you cross the room 
you feel a slight spring in your step. Perhaps this room is used as a gymnasium for the village. Ah, because again, I'm starting to get cross out here. Uh, perhaps this room is used as a gymnasium for the village children. One notice board appears to be for the adults of the community and one for the children. The former looks neglected, featuring handwritten advertisements for household items and a yellowed note about telegraph pricing. There's nothing about the festival. The children's notice board has a schedule for weekly crash services and a number of paintings obviously done by the children themselves. Most are incoherent, although colourful. As best you can tell, they depict fireworks, or perhaps the tale of Joseph from the Book of Genesis. One has lost a pen and hangs upside down. It shows a giant bird attacking him or head. Or it might simply be that the artist has not yet mastered the subtleties of scale. Make a spot hidden roll. If you succeed, go to 30. If you fail, go to 37. Oh, you spot hidden things, right? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, spot him, right, is 25%. Oh, so I'm starting to figure this out now. It's not 25% of anything, it's just 25% because you're rolling the D100s. I was going to say, where's the fucking D100? It's still in the box, right? So I need to get a one or a two, <laughs> or else uh, I'm going to go any further, right? Seven field, right? Go to thirty seven. A door, the door scrapes behind you. A middle aged, respectable gentleman appears at the doorway. May I help you? You explain you're visiting a May Ledbetter's recommendations. Ah, well, I'm Clyde Winters. I'm not sure I can help you, but would you care for some coffee? I'm partial to a cup in the afternoon. He gestures to the open door behind him. This seems like a worthwhile opportunity, and you're a little thirsty. Go to 43. Right, what I'm going to do, because um, I need to go get myself a coffee. It's part here. I'm starting to get a bit square-eyed looking at the screen. Squinting at us. Um, right. What I'm going to do? I'm going to end the stream here, and I might come back in about an hour or so and play part two. Uh, let me know what you're thinking. Um, maybe this isn't great for a live stream, but it's useful going through this book, if I'm honest, and figuring things out. And also, here's the big thing: getting the grips of this is the basis for any role playing game. Your character sheet and the roles are what's important. Um, so far, an interesting story. So it seemed, I thought the main adventure was going to take place in Arkham, but it looks like um, Ember's Head's going to be where it's at. And are we getting a bit of a Midsummer vibe with this festival? Am I going to be offered up as a human sacrifice? Is this where this is going? Uh, be interesting to see. But what I'll do, I'm going to end the stream here. Uh, I'll come back in a wee bit. Uh, I forget myself coffee and stuff and rest my eyes and check stuff. And then we'll play from page 43 onwards. And we'll, sorry, yeah, number 43 onwards. 
and then we'll take it from there. But um, yeah, check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying this. Uh, pretty useful. I'm actually, uh, I'm actually interested in how this has turned out. But yeah, see you soon. And uh, we'll come back to the next bit. Till then, keep it creepy, we'll keep it horrific. <laughs>